Hello, everybody. Yep, it's Sunday. I just see there's sunny. It's really sunny outside. It's beautiful out. Yes, you know that when you stand in the sun, it really is warm now. You know, it's, yeah. Even though the temperature is like 28, it feels when you're in the sun, it feels a lot warmer. Well, it's that it's that time of the season where it's like you wake up and in the morning before the sun really gets to go in, it's like 10 degrees, and then yeah. now it's uh, 40 degrees almost. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's really when I open the ladies in the morning. It's usually I don't know eight eight thirty. You know, I'm, I debate whether should I come back at noon and open it where it'll be warmer or open it now and. Uh. <laughs> You know, but so usually I open it because then they go out, get the, the snacks that I put out for them. And then if you come, I'm doing chores, I'm doing chores. And I kind of look over it all when all the snacks are gone outside, they're all inside. <laughs> so I was like, well, you make up the decision. You, you lured them out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So how the heck are you? I'm I'm doing great, actually. I'm I'm dog sitting around, dog and cat sitting. So oh, yeah? I was pretty excited to do the show today because I've just been surrounded by animals. Yeah, I got a cat and a Bernie's mountain dog I'm looking after right now. And they're just absolutely lovely are and they at your place or you do you have to go to there i'm over in eden prairie right now so my commute was oh, so like 30 minutes this morning oh oh so you go your house sit occasionally and, i won't say on the radio i house yeah, sit because okay. i don't do it anymore i have a certain amount of clients that i'm like i'll i'll do it for okay you. especially okay. like if it's you know under two weeks or something like yeah. I'll, I'll do it oh, okay um cool. and uh, frankly I, th- this house does have a hot tub Oh. <laughs> and it does have um, a really nice kitchen uh, and a basketball hoop. So I'm, you know, it's wow. really hard to have to house sit for yeah, her. Well, it's not really house sitting. You're going to a luxury hotel <laughs> <laughs> with an awesome, well-behaved Bernice there, there Mountain Dog in it. There you go. Wow, that's pretty cool. You know, this is a, 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 a tip for everybody that's listening. If you're looking, to say, oh, you know, I'm lost. I don't want to be a cashier anymore. I don't want to be a Walmart greeter or whatever. Uh, to one, uh, 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 a huge, huge thing out there would be to be a house sitter. Oh yeah, if you don't and, like your house, get and, on Rover. Yeah, there you go. But uh, but to be a house sitter, as far as uh, you go to the people's homes, because it's actually cheaper to hire somebody to come and take care of your house and your pets at the house mm-hmm. than it is to board at a lot of the decent boarding kennels. Yeah, okay? and dogs like it better. Yes. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. And the stress on the dog, or cat, or anything is uh, uh, like cutting. You know, it's not. They they'd rather be at home when you're gone. Like ninety eight percent of the time, they they yes they miss you, but at least they're in familiar surroundings. Okay, so that's why if you want to open a new business, start house sitting, and then you know so that you take care of the pets and the house at the same time. And as far as prices, I have no idea. You're gonna have to check that out. What are your worth? And uh, and like, but like I said, that would be huge. Another thing too is become a groomer. The industry is yeah. so dire in need of groomers, and there's Good ones. yes, and there's um, uh, what as you're going to uh, sixty one down to Hudson on the left side is called Rio Grande Grooming School. Uh, I think it's one of the. I think it's only the only one left. A grooming school. Hmm. There used to be a couple others, but I think they kind of hit the toilet. And so anyway, so yeah, uh, so uh, be a dog groomer. And it takes a certain person because you got to handle some of these dogs are like not liking it, not liking it. And that's where you as a pet owner that has a dog that has to be groomed. It's your duty to teach the dog to have brushes ran through, paws touched. Don't expect the groomer to train your dog. Uh, Now, I think I've mentioned this before when all the doodles came onto the market (laughs) is that, okay, 
if your dog is crappy to work with and it takes the groomer more time, then she makes less money because she's putzing with your dog. Believe me, the next time you call in to set up an appointment, they're going to book you. you got, do you got next January uh, 2024 open? <laughs> they're going to book you. So they're not going to say, I'm not going to work with your dog because you haven't. Okay. Um, they're going to just book you so far out. And then you're going to go find another groomer. They can kind of do what they want because there's such a need. Yes. And it's like turning tables. If like it takes you three hours to work with one dog. Yep. Yep. Why would you do it? Exactly. And then plus two with all the doodles out there, you need to understand what comb and how to use it properly so your dog doesn't get mad. And everybody grooms the top of the coat. They don't go down to the skin and out. And so then, you know, you're thinking that you've done a beautiful job. You go pick up your dog and your dog is buzzed. And you are upset as all get out because the dog doesn't even look what, what you dropped off. Well, what you didn't find and didn't know and uh, or how to test for it, the dog's coat was matted just like skin tight. And the only thing that I can figure out is that, you know, if you if you ever had pigtails, like when my mom used to put my pigtails, you know, she'd like pull the hair to make that binder or whatever get tighter. Oh, yeah. And you'd just go, ah! <laughs> yeah. That's what the dog is feeling. So a lot of dogs um, are act out because their coat is pulling on their skin. They become kind of not nice and don't want to be touched because, you know, they're so mad at close to the skin. People. They also can't relax. They can't well, sit that, down. Well, that's exactly it. It's they're always being pulled, you know. Yeah. So, and so that's why it's so important, folks, that you that chose to have these dogs that need to be groomed, that you know how to teach your dog to behave for the groomer, use the proper uh, combs and pr- brushes, and how to use them. Just don't. Oh, this co- this comb will work, or this will work. And then, spoiler, not spoiler, but. People, that if you guys have been listening to me for like the 21 years that I've been here, you know my arch enemy is the Furminator. Furminator? The Furminator strips your dog's coat. I have not heard. What's a Furminator? A Furminator is literally, when you buy, you know, electric clippers, mm-hmm. the blade that is on there, it's literally, literally that blade on a handheld thing. So it's sharp. And so what it does, it keeps, yeah, you get... You get uh, hair all the time because what you're doing is you're shaving the dog so the coat gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah, you can look it up, the yeah. Furminator. The Furminator has other products out there, but the Furminator blade, do not, do not get that, people. Because the thing is, is that you are stripping your dog's coat. You are literally shaving it. It's oh, like yeah. every, t- every time you um, comb your hair, you use the Furminator. Pretty soon your hair is going to get thinner and thinner, and we're going to see the scalp. Well, I'm looking <laughs> at it. It's a razor. Yes, that's what it is. And people don't realize it, but see, when the dog is shedding, or even the cat is shedding, everybody's like, oh, look at all this hair. I'm getting grocery bags full. But if you start watching, all of a sudden you're going to see your dog and cat and going to be so fluffy. And what's happening is you are stripping that coat. You are shaving the coat down to the skin. Is that the same as that loop comb? Like, is that metal loop comb the same thing? The metal loop comb, no. That's that's a, called a shedding blade. Okay, because I use teeth that with it. the husky yeah. a lot. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But with the husky, you should use a rake and, yeah. and then a, uh, a wide tooth comb. And then um, uh, the whatever you call it, the spikes. Uh, I, I, all of a sudden, brain fart. I'm not starting already. Am I? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it's called the slicker brush. You want the yeah. slicker brush? It looks like a bed of nails because, like, when you get those. That's tufts, what we had. That, 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 yeah, that did the most. Yeah, when you see the tufts coming out, you know, and people, you don't run it across the coat. The slicker brush. What you do is you go down to the skin and you 
pull out down your skin. Yes, out. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to put it. Yep, yep, yep. And so, and a lot of people don't really, and they use that and over and over, and the dog starts getting irritated because you're running nails over the same. And it's, it's light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, the dogs or the cat's gonna you know grab you like knock it off. Because you, what it is, you, you you like you twist, you flip, or whatever you want to talk. Yeah, and so now that you know, now with the lo- longer daylights, the dogs and cats are going to start shedding now for spring. You know, they spring, mm. they they shed twice a year, spring fall. Okay, and so um, when they start losing their coat, you know, get their correct brush and start like that. And then just when they're almost done, the best thing you could do is either take them to a self dog wash or take them to a groomer and have them blow the rest of the coat out, and then you're all set. And if your dog's coat or end cat it coats are in shape, whereas they've got the you know enough omega threes and sixes, then um, uh, once you get that in, that the spring shedding done, you should not see any hair until fall. Okay, and if you do see hair that it seems like your cat and dog are always shedding, then they're lacking omega threes and sixes. You better look at the diet hmm. because that's what keeps the coat in condition. Is because remember the skin is the largest organ. <laughs> omega threes, that's fish, right? Threes and sixes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the thing is, is that um, uh, in the summer months, usually I give fish oil three times a week. Yeah. And then in the in the winter time, from when the furnace goes on to it goes off, I do it five days a week. Mm-hmm. And so if you could do it seven, that's fine. But you know, five days a week for sure. And so that way there, then you've got. Uh, and some uh, dogs need more. Now, if you've got a pool, pool season, <laughs> pool season is coming around the corner. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and dogs going in and out of pools that have chemicals, that's really hard in their hair and, and, and their skin, and it really dries it out. And so it's really important that you keep giving fish oil so you can try to keep that coat in condition. It's okay? also bad on your pool. Oh, yeah. When they have the hairs in the pool. Yeah. yeah. It's not good for your pool either. Well, I try to stress to people that have a pool that have the chemicals in it, get yourself some doggy pools, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, kitty pools, and put them out around the pool so the dog can go play in that and not the big pool. And then he can get his drink of water from the kitty pools because you don't want him drinking the water. Yeah. And if you don't want to get a kitty pool, then also have some buckets of water around the pool and teach a dog to go there to get a drink of water and not to drink the water in the pool. I know they have some like dog friends pool treatments but they're the kind that you have to like drain and refill the pool like every well, three days some people are going to salt salt pools oh saltwater pools yes yeah. and that is all my neighbor down the street has one and i was cool. really tickled with that and as long as you got a lot of action in the pool it stays really clean but if you're a person that you know like every two weeks you use the pool you know the the, uh, the cleanest pool is a used pool mm-hmm. because it's moving everything around okay and so anyway but yeah there's is totally salt and i was totally impressed by that so cool. yeah it's pretty cool so anyway, so you you made it through the week. I made it through the week. St. Patty's Day, did you do anything? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're in West St. Paul, so we just kind of like went downtown and did the bar crawl thing. Oh, did you? Okay. You know, was there a lot of people as cold as it was? Yeah, there was still a lot of people. Wow. It's just like in the streets, I find funny. But then you go inside places and it's, it just gets a little bit overwhelming. What I found a little bit disappointing is like the timing of the parade because I was like interested in doing like the St. Paul parade and looking at it. But it started at noon and like the post party ended at three and you know i i was busy my girlfriend was at work and so i'm like why am i gonna go if i'm gonna push to go by myself everyone's working yeah yeah well that's what they do but a lot of people take the day off so (laughs) yeah i guess if you have to do that if you want to it's like hey kids we're doing saint patrick's day well that's exactly what it is it's a day off for everybody so hopefully you got some great questions for me today now i got a couple things 
Oh, is it that time already? Yeah, it is. Oh, my say. God. I didn't realize that. I looked up. And, whoa, we passed. Okay. Uh, we got some things to talk about when we come back. What do you get if you cross a kangaroo with an elephant? What do you get when a kangaroo, if you cross a kangaroo and an Hi, Mac. Thanks for listening and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. Why? What do you get when you cross a kangaroo and an elephant? Uh, health hazard. Yeah, no big holes all over Australia. <laughs> so, so I was not too far off there. You, you got it. You got it. You know, one thing that I don't understand. Okay, all our zoos in the United States have, you know, animals from other countries. Mm-hmm. I don't know of a zoo that has kangaroos in we the do. United States. We have kangaroos at the Minnesota Zoo. We do? Yeah. Not the massive red kangaroos. But we those have, little wallabies? Yeah, the, the wallabies. They're, they're kangaroos, though. Well, they, yeah. You can walk through them. Yeah, but I'm talking about the big honking kangaroos. Why don't we have Why don't they have them? I think that has more to do with literally keeping them. They are massively strong. Oh, yeah. Social, so you have to have multiple ah. and, like, enough space. Ah. <laughs> they can jump really high. I, I, yeah. It, it must be that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. We do have like kangaroo varieties. Wow. Um, okay. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the speaker wire episode? <laughs> I forgot to follow out la- up last week. First of all, I want to thank the person that told me to stop at Home Deco- Depot, you know, for speaker wires. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. And um, I got two, they had 100 feet, 75 feet, and then. 25 feet. See, I knew that would be a winner. The person who called in about the Home Depot was so positive. They're yeah, like, Home that's Depot. what you said. And You're so that's why I figured. Positive. That, you know what? I am going there. I'm not going to go any other places. So I did. And, but unfortunately, they didn't have 50 feet. So I had to buy two 25s. As it turned out, <laughs> I did because I wanted more than less. Okay. And because I wasn't sure where I was going to put them. And by Jiminy, I'm proud to announce. Well, once again, thank you to the person that mentioned Home Depot for speaker wire. And then thank you to the gentleman that helped me find the speaker wire. Uh, but anyway, the, my speakers are up and going, and it's heaven. There is nothing like <laughs> sound coming out of a big speaker. Yeah, full system it, sound. It just, oh, I'm just I'm happier than a pig in slop. <laughs> but anyway, okay. I, I, you know, I'm technically challenged. <laughs> I don't, you know, I try to go find something on the internet and I wind up in places that is like, and how did this even come? This isn't where I even started from. Okay. So, um, uh, I had a gal that called up for classes and, and such like that. And she just said, you have resounding reviews on Google. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Have I never, you never looked at your Google no, reviews. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And anyway, so like I say, but anyway, so I decided, okay, I'm going to go try to see if I could find it. Well, I never did find the Google reviews, but my girlfriend did. She apparently got 64 of them. But anyway, so the thing is, though, is that what popped up was Yelp. Okay. Uh-huh. So I started scrolling down Yelp. Okay. Uh, 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 ready for this. I'm reading the reviews supposedly for Katie's Canine in Hugo. Three of them weren't even for me. It was Katie Canine in a tank. Ontario, Canada, Katie K9 in Arizona, and Katie K9 in California. They didn't even belong to me, but they were under me, and they were not good reviews. <laughs> I, I just pull up your Yelp page. That is not good. You can contact Yelp and get those expunged because they are not your business. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend, Robin, who's kind of techie, and so she was going to try. I guess she went through the routes and she tried to to get them expunged or whatever type thing. But I can't believe it. It's like, that's why, see, I don't believe in reviews because... Uh, I'm, I'm going to say for your sake, I'm going to believe in your Google reviews because you have 64 total. 
4.9 stars yeah. in your Google reviews. <laughs> well, thank you. But there's a lot of people out there. But anyways, but the thing is, is that people can pay. I could pay you mm-hmm. to write a good review about me, even though I suck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, good about restaurants, any kind of service. Also, like, let's say I'm a not a nice person and I want to really stab at my other obedience schools, I could pay somebody to write bad reviews towards them. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people, if there's a bad, couple bad reviews, they won't even, they'll just flick. They won't even go. And it's like, no, 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 no. So I am not, I don't do reviews. I don't a bad mouth. Um, there's been a couple times things have happened. What they use my name and I made it be known you do it again. I have no <laughs> affiliation with you. Is yeah. is hair, teeth, and claws? I said I don't operate a business that way. I don't slam that. That school does that. Oh, that's bad. Or that school does that, and that's bad. No, there's zillions of trainers, and there's zillions of people and dogs that need help. And so you got to find the people that you you want. And that's why I try to impi- tell people come in and sit in in a class so you can see how I train. Because mm-hmm. not everybody likes me because I'm I'm you know what I mean. I don't use treats. Boy, that's a huge one. Everybody's like, how can you train a dog without treats and let me get into that in a little bit <laughs> but anyway and then also too you know i t- impress on them i'm training you not the dog yeah i've got to get you organized so you can organize your dog you know and some people are really fluffy fluffy like oh i can't do that to fluffy and it's just kind of like well look at fluffy you don't have any control <laughs> fluffy's gonna run your house then yep. you can leave you can go home and you could knock exactly. at the door and right. say fluffy can i come in <laughs> but i just want to see yeah can i just want to say though the people reviews uh, yes i was pleased to see that you know, I had good reviews, a four point nine. But uh, but the thing was is that um, I, I also when people rely on using a service for because or a product because of a review, take that into consideration. But do your own homework. Go talk to the you know call the establishment, talk to them. You, you know what I mean? Because people are quicker to spread a bad word about somebody yeah. than they are a good word. Well, you, and, you know, I'll, I'll say as per reviews, and I, I have a book out, so reviews. Are are kind of something I've stalked oh, yeah. uh, immensely, which can be kind of difficult. But if you're going to bother to look at reviews, don't just look at like the scores. Don't just look at the numbers. Read the reviews. See what people are saying. Yep. See what the negative reviews say. See what the positive reviews say. And yep. see if like that would impact you. Or if it even adds up. Yeah, exactly. You know, how can you have two extreme for the same person? You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. that, I mean, sometimes it is so extreme. It's like, are we talking about the same person? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's where I think that, you know, people that leave review, if they want to hurt somebody, they may not even ever use Katie's canine and decide to like, well, you know, she crocks in the radio here. Let's give her something bad. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're on the radio. You put yourself out there. Yep. And so that's where, like I say, people, people, you know what I mean? Call, talk to people, talk to, I have a lot of people that call me. Up at Katie's Canine and beautiful Hugo. Uh, well, anyway, and they're amazed at the time I take to talk to them. You know, instead of just, yeah, classes are this, check out my website, blah, blah, blah. Got any mm-hmm. other, you know, I will say, well, what kind of dog you got? What kind of thing? What's going on? You know what I mean? And they said, you know, they've called other schools, say, check out the website. Check out the website. You know, whereas, and I'm proud. Look at our mission statement. <laughs> yeah, I pride myself on trying to help the individual person with their family dog, you know, and not just, well, I, I'll do what I can over the phone. And if it gets lengthy, then it's a phone console. But, but anyway, so like I said, I was just snapped. You have, I just, I mean, I literally looked at my computer like, am I seeing this? I get my glasses and take them off. And what, I don't know. 
It's not even me. Yeah, that, your Yelp page is upsetting. You oh. need to call someone about no, that. I know it. It's just like, are you kidding me? It's like four reviews and three of them are not for you. Exactly. And so, and the one I think that is about me is not all that good, but is, I don't know where that came from. But <laughs> Let's just get off Yelp. Yeah, it's a good thing. There you go. So anyway, okay, we're going to come back. Got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. How many flowers must a bee, a bee, how a hive of bees visit to produce an average jar of honey? How many flowers? We'll be back. The team you picked to win the bracket is losing their first round game. Oh, come on. Your tax guy looks at your forms and goes, Oh, boy. Mm-mm. Your teen daughter says she's going on spring break to Rio. There are lots of reasons to sweat in March. The only good one is a new membership at the Y. Join and use the Y by March 31st to earn a free month. Sweat smarter at ymcanorth.org. We're back. I appreciate you tuning in to the KDK9 show. Hey, if you're driving or just want to hear past shows, uh, please uh, go to uh, mytalk1071.com, put in KDK9, and go to my show page. And then you can go to my website and see check out my classes and private lessons and puppy classes. And then um, you can also check out my Facebook. I'm always posting stuff on Facebook. And so anyway, and then I have one guy, his name's RJ. He's got a cat named Rascal. <laughs> and he's been emailing me a couple times, a couple of cat questions and stuff like that. And he started, I don't know how far back, podcasts go but he started way back apparently he's up to 2021 <laughs> i have no idea how far back they go but he's been listening and it's like i just like wow that's really cool that's the question when did radio become podcasts i have no idea i have no idea either i no. should look at it <laughs> no no but anyway so rj's when you get to today <laughs> hi i have no idea if he's gonna listen you know on a regular i have no mm-hmm. idea but i just thought that was really kind of him to to the cool cat his rascal cat is orange and white really cool cat then it's got kind of the gold eyes Oh and yeah! So yeah, it's really it's really cool. cool I love orange cat. cats. Yep, yep, they're pretty cool. It was mostly white with a little. Well, it was oh well anyway. Okay, how many flowers must a hive of bees bees visit to produce an average jar of honey? Mm. Two fifty, two million, or ten million? Two fifty. No two. Or two fi- or two or fifty. Two or fifty. Okay, then fifty. Okay. Uh, no, it's two million flowers to make. God, that's so sad. To make <laughs> one jar of honey. I have to work so hard. Don't you appreciate what a bee does? Oh yeah. I thought yes. I'd bring that up because you know tomorrow is spring. <laughs> yeah, so so may not be around you yet, but it's that's the first day. Be nice to your bees. Yeah, and the, like I said, my I'm remember the first flowers they start with is dandelions oh that's the first fl- first food that they wake up to and that's why my lawn is solid dandelions <laughs> no wonder there's so many honeybees in my yard there has to be someone nearby me that has honeybees because okay. i get a ton who visit my yard oh, which is beautiful yep and so like i hate bees I, well i'm alert a little allergic to them so that's why <laughs> but the thing is is that uh, uh so that's why i run I think it's a grizzly bear. You know, there's a bees around me, man. You've never seen anybody move so fast in your whole body. I'm actually the same way, but I, so. I adjusted to bumblebees and honeybees because I like... I'm, 
I, I understand them. Yep. They're very non-aggressive. Yes, yes. But those goddamn wasps, especially those really long-legged ones. Oh, you'll, I'm, I'm gone. Ta- just, I'm ta- gone. just talking about it, I'm getting the, the chills. Like, oh, God, they're, don't, you get know, me, don't get me. If you kill them or harm them, they actually send out a pheromone that calls other wasps to them. Get out of here. Yep, so don't kill a wasp. Get rid of it. You should put it in a cup and get rid of it. Put it somewhere else, because if it sends out an alarm pheromone, I, I swear you will see more show up. It's well, happened to me. Oh my! Mm-hmm. I smack them with my fly swatter. Then get then out I of there. Step on them. You better get out of there then. Yes. Well, they have it so far. No. Oh, yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, where are we at? Oh, okay. Let's take a. Uh, hey, you got a question? Give a holler. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What do we? Who we have on the line? Well, so here we have Liz, uh, who's just trying to like retrain her dog to get back on its leash manners. All righty then. Hi, Liz. How you doing? Hi. Hi, Katie. I'm good. Hope you are, too. Oh, yep. Doing great. Doing great. Sun's out. That's always good. (laughs) What's up? Well, I've got a six-year-old golden retriever who I inherited from my father who passed away. So he has not walked on a leash. Okay. And I started walking him, and he's unneutered. I don't know if that factors into it, but the only thing he wants to do is mark everything on the way. You bet. And I can't get him to just keep my pace. Keep your nose forward. Keep walking with me. He okay. wants to stop and go. Okay. Uh, how big is he? How many pounds? He's 75. Okay. Is he overweight or is he a good weight? Perfect weight. Good. Okay. What are you walking him in? A harness, a collar, a trading collar? What are you walking him in? One of those no-pull harnesses that go around his shoulder right. and under his belly. Okay. Now, you got to remember what that does is restrain. It doesn't train. You have no control. Okay? If he's going for something, you're going to. <laughs> Unless you okay. can find a tree to go on one side and he goes on the other side. See, what you got to do is be able to get into his head. And because he is an unfixed male, yeah, they want to mark, I was here, I was here, I was here. Oh, but if you don't allow it where he has learns to walk with you at your side, his shoulder by your left leg, and then you pick out the places that he can go and pee on okay but you need the proper training collar to get into his head so that there's a reaction to his action okay, okay. and so that's why with that kind of uh uh you could try does he have a, a lot of mane you know a lot of hair around his neck no okay what's his personality like is he pretty happy-go-lucky or is he pretty bullheaded he is pretty happy-go-lucky but he will decide when he wants to come if he's busy doing something. Okay, okay. Um, okay, t- the two collars I like using that would be a possibility here, one is called the Star Mark Collar, S-T-A-R-M-A-R-K. You can get it on Amazon. It's a plastic okay. nylon collar. The plastic, it has little pyramids on the inside of it that are blunt and what it does is that you know how if i want your attention i poke you if you don't give it to me i poke you harder (laughs) till you look at me like what all right that so that that will work for some personalities in big dogs okay then i use Mm -hmm. everybody hates this one the you know the pinch collar the one that looks like a torture device out of the 1800s right but i fit Mm -hmm. mine different because everybody all my train the star mark and the pinch collars i fit them so they slide on slide off all right if you look Mm -hmm. on youtube or other trainers they fit them very snug and up behind the back of the ears and i don't believe in that because then there's constant pressure and the perp the uh in my book when the dog is paying attention there is no pressure that's part of the okay. reward and so i fit my pinch collars so they slide on and slide off okay and there's okay. online there's one that i really just found that i really love and they're called uh, uh, the the only way i can describe it because i keep forgetting the stupid name it is it comes in a box 
and there's a golden mm-hmm. retriever on the box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and anyway, I love those because uh, it has a buckle, a buckle that you can undo to, so you don't have to slide it on, slide it off. You just put it on, snap the buckle, and you're all set to Supet go. Supet dog prong collar with quick release buckle. Oh, what is it again? Supet, S-U-P-E-T. S-U. Supet, like super, but with a pet. Oh, okay. Supet, dog prong collar. Oh, wow, you're good at go, Ellie, you're good. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so that's the one that I've been using lately now because a lot of the collars have gotten so expensive. Like I used to love the Herm Springer ones, but my goodness gracious, what used to be 15 bucks is now 45 bucks. And mm-hmm. so, so like I say, these ones here now I've been using in class. And so you need a collar to get, you know, so that you can get into the dog's head to turn his head to look at you instead of using a treat. Because mm-hmm. when people use treats, the dog is working for the treat. They're not working for you. You don't have that treat. The dog is like, talk to the paw. I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. You haven't built a relationship. Treats do come in handy in some circumstances during training. But if I use a treat for a dog, I might have to use it maybe three times, four times, and we're done. I've, I've got the dog over that hump, and now he's working for the verbal praise and physical praise that I, I'm willing to give, okay? And so that's why, like I say, uh, you can set up a private lesson up at Katie's Canine or take one of my classes, but <clears throat> whereas, it, you know, to get you and the dog organized. But otherwise, just go online and get one of those, put it on. Now, one thing you got to remember, the dog is to walk his shoulder by your left leg. Okay, Mm -hmm. because the minute his shoulder goes ahead of you, now he's in front, he's the leader, and you're the peon. You have no control. And when you walk, that hook of that leash should be either resting on the back of the dog or the long side of the dog. You shouldn't even know he's down there. Okay, and if he tries to go ahead, you give it a pop, a snap. It's not the muscle behind, you know, um, everybody says, well... Uh, you know, Katie Canine jerks the necks off the dogs with training collars. And it was just like, no, it's a quick pop. If you do it right, the dog looks at you like, hello. And you might need a, a once they start understanding the words you're teaching and what the consequence is, uh, boy, training just goes super smooth and don't hardly ever need the collar after that. You know, it's just okay. a, it's there if you need it. <laughs> so uh, one one other question, though, he stays in the yard with a hidden fence. Mm hmm that he has never left good okay great he was one good would he could i use a collar that just sends him a beep or a vibration while i'm walking no because you're not teaching the dog anything other than to avoid the beep you're not building a relationship and so that's the thing that a lot of people did during covid they wanted a quick fix for everything so the, the 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 sales in e-collars electronic collars just went nuts you know you didn't sit here beep here you didn't come ain't beep and then so the dog learns to avoid the beep but not really looking at you for direction do you understand what i'm saying you want to build the team the only time i would ever use an e-collar an electric collar if the dog ranges where you know he just is just too animate when he gets like 30 feet away there is no way that dog is you can't get into his head then i will bring out an e-collar i don't use them um i tell people that if you know hunters that are used to using them that's who you need to talk to because they are so good with their timing and it's all when you use e-collars it's all about training i mean timing if you time it wrong, you really shoot yourself with a foot. <laughs> okay. okay, but no, you want to buy, build, and when you use that training collar, whatever, you do not have the e, you know, the the, the fence collar on. You never have that collar on when you have a training collar on. 
Okay. And so the thing right. is, and so, but that's what we need to do is get you organized so you can organize him and he has to go for a walk with you, not taking, not, not have you in tow as he pees on everything. Okay. <laughs> and so okay. that's, and, and you can, it's never too late to get him fixed. You know, you can get him fixed if you want. And so, um, well. But it's just totally up to yourself. You just got to remember, yep. we're coming up on a heat season. Dogs can smell yep. it for two miles. They go and service that chick, and then they smell it two miles more. And all of a sudden, he started out in Hugo and is now in South Minneapolis. <laughs> you okay. know, so that's what you got to pay attention during heat season because they can smell it for two miles. Okay. okay, and so that's why, uh, and that's why sometimes you know, uh, Mother Nature, especially if you have a female, a girl close to you in heat, you know that leak, that electric fence may not work. <laughs> but anyway, so but that's what you just need to do is get a, the right collar, use it correctly. You don't pull, you pop. Okay. Okay. And so that's what, like I said, when you go and, and have lessons, that's what you know trainers teach you is how to use it correctly. All right. Okay. And no treats along the way out on a walk. Nope, because all you're doing okay. is that when he's full, he's he's busy. He's he's going to check you out. Yeah. He's not going to even look at you because you you haven't built a relationship. And dogs yeah, do and think he's, he's not food motivated either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Now the thing is, is that when people use treats, the dog is working for the treat. I tell people, fine, okay, use your treat. Okay, now put the treat away. Don't even have it on you. Okay, don't even have it on you so they can smell it on you. Okay, now I ask the dog to do the same thing. What's the result? The dog looks at you like, you got to be kidding me. No way. <laughs> and so you haven't built anything. It looks like you've trained the dog, but you haven't because you haven't built a relationship. Okay. So that's okay. why, like I say, I don't use treats. Uh, I, you know, like I said, there are occasions I had to, but it was, like I say, by the, you know, in 10, 15 minutes, I didn't need it again. So anyway. Okay, okay kid. So yeah, I do private right. classes if you want to give me a holler. So you take care. I will. Thank Bye-bye. you. You bet. Yeah, uh, that's the thing is that people just want to bring out that e-collar. Here, if you're not going to listen, you know, you're not going to listen. And they say, well, it dings. Well, yeah, it dings, but, you know, it's called avoidance. The dog has learned if I listen to the ding, the zing, (laughs) or the vibration doesn't come. He doesn't know where to look, too. He doesn't know you pressed a button. Exactly. You're not building a relationship. He's learning according to sound to avoid, you know, the the correction instead of, and then when you're working, like, with the collar, yes, they're avoiding the correction, but you're teaching them the words, the voice. You know, if you wanted to get out in front of me, it's, ah, ah, bump with a collar and then you're walking word heel or walk or whatever type thing mm-hmm. you know and so that's what i mean I, people need to build relationships with their dogs not just zing zing okay now i gotta put my glasses on <laughs> we're gonna do a bees thing because like i say spring is tomorrow <laughs> yeah right okay <laughs> a queen honey bee usually lives for about how many five days five weeks five months five years queen bee how does she long does she live Hello, thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show here every Sunday, noon to two. And if you need podcasts or what we talked about or send me an email, go to mytalk1071.com. And to be honest with you, if you send me emails to my website, it's better because sometimes the Hubbard uh, spammer won't let it come through. So if I, you haven't heard, any, if you sent me a ma- an email through mytalk1071.com and you have not heard back from me, then go to my website, which is on my show page, at mytalk1071.com, <laughs> and then uh, click on the, my website, and then at the very top, there's my email there, and and send me an email through that, okay? Because every once in a while, for some reason, it, it just says I have an email, but they're not going to let me open it uh, for spam reason or whatever, mm-hmm. so I don't know. We got some good show links uh, over on uh, my talk page today, too. 
What do they? Oh, yeah, I put some uh, 17 heroic cat stories. Ooh. And uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about the very weird furry pink fairy armadillo, I have a little article in there, too. Oh, wow. And this week's cam is a seal pups. Oh, cool. Oh, seal pups. Oh, so cute. Uh, okay. Uh, Queen honeybee usually lives for about five days, five weeks, five months, five years. Five months? Ding, 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 ding. Good. We're doing bees. Now, folks, the snow is on. And it's gonna, we, I know it's going to melt real fast. And then, and then all of a sudden, everybody's going to be scrambling what to do with their lawns and such like that. And we've talked about this for a couple of weeks, is that please, folks, start thinking about doing it naturally. For the bees' sake, we lose the bees, folks. You ain't eating. <laughs> because everything depends on that little bee that, you know, to grow food for the, you know, for the animals we eat and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's unbelievable how that little thing is so connected to if we live mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> and so it's so, so look at, you know, doing, you know, there's uh, organic lawns by Lunseth. L-U-N-S-E-T-H dot com. Uh, you can call your local feed mills, anybody that works with grasses and fertilizers, and they have natural ways, and it's usually with cornmeal. And it takes three years to build a good uh, lawn with cornmeal. It fertilizes it, and then what it does, cornmeal sterilizes the seed, like when the uh, dandelion goes to uh, two seed, uh, that that won't reseed if you have cornmeal on your lawn. And as far as how much to put on, that's somebody, you can talk to Steve at the feed mill, call any of the spikes and holes. Uh, they, uh, they, like I said, they all know about, you know, how to do things more naturally. Because we, you know, like I said, at my, I finally call my yellow lawn poppies. Look at the poppies. <laughs> it does unnerve me though when it goes to uh, when they go to seed. Oh, that drives me fr- oh just nuts. But, I mean, that drive oh, your allergies insane. Yeah, so I'm so far that's but, but anyway, so so that's where we're talking bees today because if you don't keep those bees alive, people, you know, grow flowers that the bees like and you know, I've learned a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So in my meager little flower gardens I try to put you know, some that actually have a pretty big and mostly native flower garden. Yeah, you know what's really attractive for a good reason? Bee balm. Have you? Oh, no. Pretty. It's that? a pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty flower. And it's the boy. Do they love that bee balm? <laughs> yeah, I'll check and it out. And it really it re. What do you want to call it? reseeds itself or whatever you know mm-hmm. type thing? And it's, so uh, what perennial? Yeah. So what you? Yeah. So I mean, when you start out with one plant in three oh, years, yeah, you got so half the garden is in bee balm. Minarda. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. 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 So yeah. So please be aware now that you got before the all, everything melts and you go into a panic mode. Be aware. What are you going to do with the lawn? How can you do it more natural? And same with your gardens. And I know people that live. You know, a lot of these. Um, what do you want to call it? You know, like senior housing and senior uh, homes. Uh, well, you know, developments. They have already. You don't do lawn care. They. Mm-hmm. It's part of the homeowners or not homeowners. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like the they have a commercial lawn yeah, care. Yeah. Thing. Right. Get a petition together with all the dog people or all the people that are in the area because it serves humans too, as well as kids and that and dogs. Not you know, not just dogs and, and cats to go natural. You know, your grandkids, your kids, yourself to get those chemicals off. And so the thing, uh, so get a, a petition going in your area and present it to the homeowners association and say, you know what, we want to look into more natural mm-hmm. alternatives. You know, and then look into it. So then you could provide them here. Look into these instead of what you were doing. I'm not going to name any names. 
Okay, but it's all chemicals, folks. And we got to get rid of the chemicals because we're just, we're, we're killing ourselves. So you got to, you got to start thinking now before it all melts. We have so many beautiful native plants, too, to take advantage of. And if you like plant like a Minnesota perennial garden, you just have to resod like every two years. It's yep. so easy. Yes. It is. It's so. It's, it's crazy. So I wanted to say hi to Brenda Lee, who lives in Luck, Wisconsin. She sent me a package this week, and what she did is she crocheted, and I've never seen this. It's a crocheted blanket that has two slots in the center of it, and it's made for when the little one is in the um, car seat, you know, mm-hmm. like my new granddaughter. Okay, that the buckles in that come through. You don't buckle over the top. How it gets so bulky. Yeah, that the she made little slats so that the bu- the buckles come through. So it's not bulky. You know, type. Which is safer? You were, uh, PSA because it's Minnesota. Don't buckle in your newborn with their winter jacket on. It's unsafe. They can slide out. Ooh, did not even think of that. Yeah, that's a. PSA. Well, good. Good. Look at you. You're not even a mom, mom. Uh, you got <laughs> no. a mom that's a two legged. Your mom's a four legged. <laughs> nieces and nephews. Got a lot of young nieces and nephews that I quite enjoy. Oh, that cool. Okay. So, Brenda Lee of Black, Wisconsin, thank you for your thoughtfulness. She said that was the first one she've ever made. So, I took a picture of it and sent it to my daughter. She said, Looky here. I'll be sending that up this, this week. It's a smart idea. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler. 651 641 1071. 651 641 1071. Okay. Uh, uh, what I see too is uh, in the training world is uh, with people is they reward the wrong behavior. What? Uh, you we have somebody. Them, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you over there with the phone in the ear? Like you're talking on the phone. Oh, I didn't look over there. <laughs> okay, what's? Let's go to the phone line. Well, Mary's just uh, here. She's going to piggyback off of the last caller about leash training of a strong and stubborn dog. All right. <clears throat> Hi, Mary. How you doing? I'm good, Katie. How are you today? Good, good. What kind of pupper are we talking about? Well, we're talking about a beagle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. As you know, yes, they are tough. You got it. They're a hound so, dog. You know, he does pretty well when it's just him and I out walking. Okay. And we walk at a, at a fast clip so I can keep him going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um... But he is always in front of me. Okay. And I, you know, boy, I don't know how to get him to, to you know, to walk alongside me. Okay. Or well, if that's even possible. Oh, yeah. No, me. no. You set the rules. It's what you allow. And what do you, you know, that's yeah. the thing. Is that when a dog is in front of you, they're the leader, you're the peon. Okay. And said so also by putting them in front, you're putting them as, since they're the leader, they have to take care of everything ahead and, and protect you. And so they become more okay. barky, more reactive when they scroll out in front of you. But by walking next to you on a loose lead, now you're walking as a team and meeting things as a team where you work together. And so one isn't just doing all the work of protecting. Okay. So the same technique of giving them that quick little jolt with a the pop- leash. Yeah, do you do you yep. you need a training collar? You can't do it with a harness. And I would do the star. Well, yeah. I would do the star mark collar. Why don't you hold on? We got to run to break. Can you hold on? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, hold on. What do you get when you cross a porcupine and a turtle? What do you get when you par- cross a porcupine and a turtle? Be back.